pretty much my message. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Good morning to those who are watching online. Very thankful that we get to use the, the resources of Bible Project um, to learn more about the Bible and more about Jesus. And if you haven't watched one of those videos yet, uh, I really encourage you to go look them up on YouTube and dive into those resources because every time I watch a video over like a same the video same video over and over again, I keep discovering more things. And it's just really helpful to um, to learn more about our faith. And um, today we're continuing the Open to the Spirit series. How many of you have enjoyed the series so far? Awesome. If you've missed the message in the series, I encourage you to rewatch it on, um, on our YouTube channel. Um, but we're in a series where we are discovering more about the Holy Spirit and who He is in our lives and um, how we can follow Him. And I'm thankful for Pastor Sebastian and Ava for giving me the chance to share a message this morning. And those of you who have heard me speak before, you know that nine out of ten times I'm out of breath um, when I stand here. And I like to keep things practical. Um, and a practical note that I want to say is that I think Pastor Sebastian said that the baptism info meeting is next week, but it's today. So after the service, you can uh, go and join us for the baptism info meeting. Um, that was a very practical thing. <laughs> Um, but I hope you're ready for the message this morning. Are you? <laughs> Good. If you are ready, when you, if you're joining online, if you're ready, type a fire emoji in the chat or with caps lock, you type in, I'm ready, because you're a part of this service as much as the people are here in the building. Um, but hey, let's pray together and then we'll dive into the message. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you've woken us up this morning, that the sun is shining, and that we get to gather in, the, in this building, and that the live stream is working, and we are so thankful that your love never runs out. That every day that we, when we wake up, that we know that you are still our Heavenly Father, that you will never leave us, and that we can trust you fully. And Holy Spirit, right now, we ask that you will open our hearts, open up our minds to discover more about who you are. Because all that we long for is to know you more and more. We long for that fire within our hearts to burn brighter for you so that other people will see you. And we want to make room for you. And we know that that's hard and we have to give you the control but we want to so right now we invite you into our midst and i ask for your help to communicate the message that you've put in my heart well help me holy spirit in the name of jesus we pray amen hashtag i won't participate anymore that's the title of my message I won't participate anymore. Free the people. This line is a translation of a hashtag that made the news in the last year. A couple of famous people in the Netherlands had started a campaign to protest things surrounding COVID rules. And I'm not diving into that campaign today, but that hashtag caused me to think. And I was actually pretty annoyed, <laughs> to be honest. 
I won't participate anymore. And I just couldn't forget that line and I started to talk to myself. I don't know if you've ever had that, that you're not agreeing with something and you're, you're just, you know, in your mind, just talking to yourself. And, um, and then I'm like, oh, this is not really a good message to put out there. And what are they doing? They're, they're uh, creating chaos, blah, 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 blah. You know what we shouldn't participate anymore? And then like a whole list followed. And my conclusion of that list is that I realized that there are many habits and routines that we as Christians shouldn't participate in, in anymore. Because they are withholding us from living in complete freedom. And I know that during this pandemic, the, the subject freedom, the idea of freedom has become a very sensitive subject. More than usual. The pandemic introduced us to many restrictions and guidelines and the world slowly went crazy. Our comfortable environments, our daily lives were shaken and within that happening, many felt like their identity was being shaken too. Because who am I without my physical freedom? Who am I without my day trips? Who am I without traveling the world and going on summer holiday? Who am I without my shopping trips? Who am I without my regular visit to the restaurant where I can take a picture of my plate full of food so I can put it on Instagram for my followers so they can keep following me and liking me? Who am I when all the luxury around me falls away and I am just left with me and my primary necessities? Who am I when the world goes quiet and I can't do what I'm used to doing every day? Can I tell you the truth? You're still loved. You're still good enough and you're still God's beloved child. Christians should know where their identity begins. We should know where our freedom comes from, but we live in a world where there the materialistic is almost morphed into our identity so that when that materialistic side falls away, it's easy to think that we don't know who we are anymore. We know where our freedom has started. We know that we get to live in it every day, but still there are daily habits that sneak up on us that prohibit us from living in full freedom every day. And I believe that's something that we long for, right? To live in freedom. Don't you, don't you long for that, to live in full freedom? And today I wanna to look at two habits that I hope that by the end of the message you are encouraged to walk away from those and live in freedom. The first habit that I want to look at is FOMO versus JOMO. FOMO means fear of missing out. And JOMO is the opposite of that, joy of missing out. Fear of missing out is that feeling what you get when you are scrolling on Instagram and you see a picture of friends that are at a party of a mutual friend. You know, social media is made to help you show where you are and what you are doing 24-7, but it's also made to give you the feeling where you should have been or what you should have been doing. It amplifies that fear of missing out feeling. If you see a story on Instagram, of a, of, a, of a friend that is at a party without you knowing of the party, without thinking twice, there's a voice in your head that leads you down a rabbit trail where you're thinking, wait, I, 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 I didn't get the invite for that party. I, th I thought we were friends. I thought we were supposed to do everything together. Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? 
Did, don't they like me anymore? Am I not a lovable person? Does anybody love me? And you go down that rabbit trail without you even realizing it. Fear of missing out is something that will cause you to hit burnout because you are afraid to say no. I don't know if anybody recognizes that feeling, but it's something that causes you to step over your own boundaries and you'll take every opportunity that comes your way, not because you think that you can do everything, that you're capable of doing, doing it all, but you feel like you might miss your calling if you say no, or you, you think that people will think that you are lazy. What if God presented me with this opportunity? I have to say yes. It's a seed of doubt and fear that the enemy will plant and grow and grow within that fear of missing out feeling. When I was in high school, I fell for that hard. I wanted to belong so bad with everybody. <laughs> and I stepped over my own boundaries, my own comfort zones, and I went to parties late at night. I, I once went out in the middle of the night with a fake ID and my high heels. And if I look back, I'm like, mm, I should have said no. <laughs> but I did it because I thought, yeah, I will be cool then. If I do it, then if I don't do it, then everybody in my school will think that I'm kind of a, a loser. But to be honest, if I look back, I think only two people would have actually cared. <laughs> But it's that feeling, that fear of missing out feeling that will amplify everything. So you think if I say no, then everybody will. FOMO played a big role in my high school years. Did you know that it also plays a big role in the first book of the Bible? In the third chapter, Genesis chapter 3. Let's read that together. Genesis 3, verse 1 to 7. If you have your Bible with you, look it up. If you are on your phone, you can go to the YouVersion Bible app. You can look up the service of this morning under events. It says, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. No, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took, from, she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked. So they sewed uh, fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. What we see here is that the snake gave Eve a strong sense of fear of missing out. You know, she was just minding her business, just living in paradise, living that paradise life. 
walking in the garden, living in the direct presence of the Lord. She had everything that she could have ever wanted. And then she just walked past that tree and then the snake comes out. And he's like, hey, psst, come here. Just, just wanna talk to you, just, it's a pretty good paradise that you live in. Pretty, uh, pretty nice. You got green trees going on and your, your butterflies and everything pretty. But wouldn't it be more beautiful if you were in charge? Wouldn't it be better? I mean, this is, this is a great paradise that you're living in, but wouldn't it be greater if you got to run the place? And I can give you that. I can give you that, that power. You can have it if you just say yes. And eventually Eve took the fruit and the rest is history. I've said it before but about, about the enemy, but the enemy in you know, the snake in this case is not able to come up with original stuff. He knows that doubt and fear are the most powerful tools for him to work with. So that when you become paralyzed with fear and doubt, you are not able to take a step back and recognize the enemy's voice behind it. All he needed to say was, did God really say? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where somebody asks that type of question about something you said, like, is that really true? And you start to doubt, because what if you are wrong? What if, what if, what if? Eve doubted, and then God enters the garden looking for his children who were hiding. He calls for his children, and they tell him what happened. And God reacted like a parent, like, um, like how a parent would react, disappointed. And he explains to them that what they did was wrong and what the consequences are. They had to leave Eden. They had to leave the direct presence of the Lord and go into the world. But what I love about this is even though they did something wrong, even though there was a consequence, they had to leave the direct presence of the Lord. The Lord never left them. The Lord never left them. And if we go back to the idea of fear of missing out, you can see that Eve was triggered by this. She lived in paradise. She lived in the direct presence of the Lord. She had everything. The tree of life was within reach. And all of a sudden, Eve lost the sight of the tree of life because she turned her back towards it because the snake was talking to her. And it led to a bad choice and consequences. And the same would happen if we turned our back on Jesus. The tree of life is here for us. It's here, we can look at it, but if we look the other way, we are automatically turning our back on Jesus. We are not able to look at both trees at the same time. We are not able to look at him and the path that we should walk for our lives towards our calling if we keep on looking to the wrong tree. If we choose the wrong tree, we lose all the good things God has for us, the life that God has prepared for us. Is it all lost after one bad choice? No, because of Jesus. Because of his sacrifice, we have the chance to return to him every day and live off the tree of life. 
but you have to make the decision to do it. You have to do it. Now that we've talked about the idea of fear of missing out, I think you can name a situation or a choice that causes you to move away from Jesus, a particular setting or social media app, whatever. But I believe that God has given you the strength to go from FOMO to JOMO, to go from that fear of missing out to the joy of missing out. To feel that joy when you choose to walk away from the snake and live of the tree of life. To only listen to God's voice that'll lead you to a life of blessing and freedom. And nothing that the world has to offer can surpass that. Nothing that the world has to offer, even when, they tr when the enemy tries to sell it to you like it's the most perfect thing ever. It doesn't even come close to what God can give you, what God has for you. So I have two practical steps that will hopefully help you to go from the fear of missing out to the joy of missing out. The first one is turn off your notification and turn on your Bible. You are totally allowed to, to choose if or what social media you want to use, but I want, you to, want to give you the practical tip to turn off those notifications so that you get less triggered to go on there and, and dive into that rabbit trail, but you can start creating the habit to read God's word. And if you find it hard to read the, his word, start by reading a reading plan on you version, for example, or read together with a friend. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand his word. The second practical thing is that you um, identify a daily trigger that causes you to act because of the fear of missing out. Identify it and then give it to God. And that can be a situation where you are experiencing uh, peer pressure or you take on way too many tasks at work and you are overwhelmed. And you are afraid to speak up because you think that people will think of you differently. I was that person. <laughs> Sometimes I still am, but I was that person. I, I took on way too many things. And then one time I said no. And they said, okay. And I was like... Like, whoa, they will actually just be okay with me saying no. I was actually shocked. <laughs> Ask the Holy Spirit to help you turn away from those things. The second habit that I want to talk about is that we're living the single branch life. What if you would go out shopping one day? And um, you're just walking around and somebody stops you, looks you straight in the eye and says, you are such a single branch. That would be so weird. It's almost as if, if, as if they are cursing at you. You're such a single branch. But I hope it becomes clearer when we read the following in John 15, 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. 
I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Jesus is the true vine, and only if we are connected to him, we will bear fruit. And we can be that healthy, right fruit that the world so desperately needs right now. Healthy and right fruit can look like, hey, I can see that you're struggling today. Can I pray for you? Or, hey, neighbor, I, I heard that you were, were sick, so I made you some soup. It can look like, Lord, I don't know what to say right now. Help me to find the right words of encouragement. Or, Lord, my husband and I are constantly miscommunicating with, with one another. Help me to be more patient. Maybe you're wondering, I can do, you can do those things as a non-Christian as well, right? You don't really need to be connected to the true vine to do those good things. True, but wouldn't it be so much greater if they saw Jesus in it? Wouldn't it be so much greater that when they ask you, hey, why are you being so nice to me? Why are you doing this to me? That you can say, because Jesus loves you. That you can say, I prayed for you and the Lord moved me to do this for you. That we can fully lean on the one who never runs out of energy. You know, society tells us to constantly find the strength from within. To not rely on anything but live that single branch life. But if we were to do that, if we were to live like that, when we want to make it on our own in this world, we need to worry about the soil, the roots, the spot that you're going to be planted in, enough sunlight, water, trimming the branches, growing the fruit, get rid of the bad fruit, and all at the same time. Look at the world this past year. The ground was shaken and roots, figuratively speaking, figuratively speaking, came up. People got frantic because their whole life was being uprooted. And where should they now plan and start the process all over again? And if you look at the last year, aren't you glad that you are connected to a tree that won't be shaken? Aren't you glad that you are connected to a tree whose roots are not connected to this world, but to the Alpha and Omega, the creator of heaven and earth? It is so important to be connected to the right tree and not live like a single branch. We have to choose to be connected to the right vine so that when... We are connected, we bear the right fruit, and we can be the right imagers of God. And I know that we talked a lot about, in, in metaphors, you know, the, the, the tree of life and the true vine. But the bottom line is this. With Jesus, life is so much better. Being connected to Jesus is so much better than anything in the world. And it doesn't mean that we should, you know, float around the earth and being all holy and, you know, because we have Jesus, we are invincible and we are better than the rest. No, we are not. But we live our lives connected to him so that the other single branches can be introduced to that true vine life. If we go back to the beginning of my message, that hashtag... 
I will not participate anymore. Free the people. What does that look like in your daily life? It means, one, I will not participate anymore in choosing FOMO, but will enjoy the JOMO with God. God has given you the strength to choose God every day, to identify the lies of the enemy and go against them. The second thing is, I will not participate anymore in staying connected to bad trees. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you identify those bad trees in your life and cut them down. And you don't have to be ashamed if you now recognize that you are connected to a bad tree. You don't have to be ashamed. That's what we got each other for. That's what we got Jesus for. That we can help each other cut down those bad trees and move towards the tree of life and live from it. The third one is, I will not participate anymore in dot, dot, dot. I want to ask you to stand up for a moment. Here in the building, those of you who are watching online, wherever you are, just stand up. Because the third one is open, and I was going over my, last, uh, over my notes last night, and I was thinking... I, I always love to have three take-homes. I don't know why, but I was thinking, Lord, I, I don't know what I should put there in the third option. And then I thought, I don't want to fill everything in for you. I think as we are talking about this, the fear of missing out and and, and choosing to live of the tree of life, I think you all can name a situation or a choice that you can fill in right there. I will not participate anymore in Right now, you might be struggling with something that is causing you to live of that bad tree, the tree with the snake in it. That it, it has presented something that to you that you thought would be good for you, but now you are stuck and you can't seem to find your way back to God. Maybe you are here right now and you are dealing with guilt and shame and you are maybe dealing with an addiction that started out with, with what you thought to be good fruit, but turned out to be rotten. And through your life, you've picked up bad fruit after bad fruit and now your hands are full and you can't move because if you move then one, one fruit will fall and everything will just come crashing down and people will discover who you are but I want to encourage you if that's you that it's okay to let all the bad fruit go because you, if you if you let it all go, if you stop holding it all together, then you have the freedom for the Holy Spirit. You give room for the Holy Spirit to fill it with his presence. You might not be used to speaking up about how you are feeling. You might not be used to saying, hey, I need help. You might not be used to saying, I can do everything.
maybe that causes you to feel like a failure sometimes. That you want to do everything right, everything perfect. I think everybody struggles with that. But I want to remind you that you are not alone in this. You are really not alone in this. And I know it's hard to speak up about what we're, we're lacking. But when you speak up, you make room for the Holy Spirit to fill you. You make room for the Holy Spirit to fill you with love and with peace. You make room for the Holy Spirit to move in your life. And I know it's hard because then we have to give up control. We have to give up our comfort zones. But I promise you that God's love is so much better. God's peace is so much better. God's presence is so much better than what the world has to offer to you. And the only way, the only, yeah, the only way that you will experience that if you take that step to give everything that you have to him. So that he can give everything he has for you to you. So right now I want to ask you to close your eyes. I won't participate anymore in. Ask the Holy Spirit right now what it is that you should not participate anymore in. What is it? What is the battery in our lives, Lord, that we have to cut down? What are the bad things that we've done, Lord, the bad choices that we've made that caused us to walk away from you? Maybe without us even knowing it. Maybe we thought, oh, this, this, is, this is harmless. We can do that. Lord, identify it right now. We know that you are here in this room. We know you are with the person that is joining online. We know that you are everywhere. And right now, we ask that you will help us. Because we want nothing more. We want nothing more than just live for you. Even when that comes with sacrifice, even when that comes with leaving behind things that made us feel comfortable. We want nothing more than just live in your love and your peace. And we know that we cannot do it on our own, Lord. So we ask you that you will get rid of the things that hold that space for you. We ask you that you will get rid of the things that withhold us from walking towards you, all the weight that is holding us down. Because as we sang in the beginning of this service, you are victorious. And in you, we are victorious.
you are worthy of all the praise that we can give. We want to follow you with everything that we are, everything that is within us, Lord. So help us that when we leave this, leave this building and we go into our daily lives, that we will remember that you are the tree of life, that we are connected to you, that we get to get, be connected to you, that whatever happens in this coming week or, or our lives, Lord, whatever happens, that we have a tree that will not be shaken, that we have a tree who's, who is rooted in the creator of heaven and earth. that you will not leave us. So right now, Lord, help us to identify those bad trees. We want to live for you. Holy Spirit, help us. As we worship these coming two songs, we ask that you will awaken that fire within us that the walls will be coming down around our hearts and that we will worship you with everything that we have. Because you are worthy, 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 worthy. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.